Whether you keep them in your home or love to see them in theirs, these are the creatures that bring us all together. Reptiles. Reptiles. We're going to be delving into the experiences of reptile lovers from around the block and around the world. This is the Reptile Talk Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Jeremy Turgeon from Brassman Reptiles. And I'm Rob, and I'm creeping it real. <laughs> this is the third take to try to get this shit right. We're doing uh, it. It's yeah, it's okay now. It's happening now. It's better now. Uh, what the hell episode number is this? I'm all uh, messed up. Nine. I think it's episode nine. Damn. Right around there. All right. So we're, we're, we're yeah, something we're like there. that. Some number. No, it's eight. Okay. It's eight. Okay. So wait, today we've got a very special guest on. <laughs> And it's someone who we just got to visit recently and then came up and visited us. Uh, and I'm really excited to have him on today. Yeah. Can uh, anybody guess who it is? <gasps> can, can we get a drum roll? <laughs> it's Bill Face, motherfucker. It's Will Nace. What's <laughs> up, man? How's it going? What is going on, guys? We are pumped to have you on. Hell yeah, dude. How are you doing today? Um, well... Be honest. You want the whole day? You, you want the whole day? Yeah. Or do you want like the past ten minutes? The whole day. Uh, the whole day, because the past ten right, minutes is us us being stupid. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> let me see if I can slam this in like two sentences. My berm tried to escape. He figured out he can push the glass out, and I had Ooh. to refix the vision cage. Uh, I had to <laughs> build tubs for crocodilians and spend time with the little one in training. So. Yes. That's how my day's been. That's awesome. So. It, so Except you've had a, a pretty typical Florida day. Uh, Florida day, yeah, yeah, yeah. My Burmese <laughs> python realized that he can push the track of the glass. Oh the yes, if he pushes hard enough. Yes. Yeah. Once you once they learn that shit, it's all over. It is. It's, <laughs> it's time to get swinging, swinging swing doors. doors. Yep. Well, you see, I have this mechanically inclined mind, and I love to fix things. So I already made it so he can't that anymore so i'm good on that are you are you sure it's he can't by human standard and not by snake standard (laughs) put it this way there is a three inch bolt going through the track now so if he (laughs) He can get that a three inch bolt (laughs) he deserves to be out that's (laughs) fair enough (laughs) oh man so getting right into it where where was your start with like quote unquote exotic animals? Were you always like, do were you into everything as a kid, and you're just like uh, a wild child, or were you definitely drawn more to reptiles uh, in particular? I mean, honestly, it was when I was a kid, it was kind of all over the place. Uh, my mom was huge into exotic birds. Uh, I mean, at one point, I mean, I want to say I was twelve or thirteen. She had well over 400 different birds wow. um, at our house yeah uh my dad was into like exotic hoofstock um and my sister is the one that was into reptiles because she worked for uh underground reptiles down here in south florida uh she worked there for a couple of years got her venomous permit and then started bringing home well venomous snakes and it was pretty much a turning point for me i fell in love with them um and then, I mean, even as a kid, though, like, I used to go out because, as you guys both know, Florida is, like, the capital of the world for invasive species. So, mm-hmm. yep. um, I mean, as kids down here, you go outside, you catch animals, lizards, snakes, all types of stuff. So, we used to do that as a kid. But, uh, yeah, and then I kind of got out of animals for quite some time um, until probably from about 15 until my parents died when I was 19 um then kind of hit a dark point in my life and then turned it back around by getting back into animals when i was 20 yeah, about yeah about 2021 20, um then i found alligator wrestling and the rest is history boom that's like boom nobody's ever gonna have that story no. and then i found alligator no. wrestling and it changed <laughs> yeah. my life pretty much that's awesome though uh, so your uh, alligator wrestling context now is is slightly different because you don't you work on a reservation so so you have some different legalities that you're able to work around. Yeah, there's so you know it's it's a 
alligator wrestling is it's it's frowned upon for so many reasons that you know a lot of people think it's animal abuse and yada 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 but realistically it is part of it's one of florida's biggest part of our history uh down here because of the native americans that you know were kind of forced down here Mm -hmm. um so where i do it no animal activist PETA or anything like that can actually come and say anything because yeah i'm doing it on a reservation um that is owned by you know i the Miccosukee tribe is the ones i work for Mm -hmm. Uh, we also have the seminal tribe who i learned from originally um but yeah, the, the, the laws and everything like that are different on tribal land. Now, I've just recently heard that other facilities that aren't on the reservation, they might be putting a stop to alligator wrestling altogether. Hmm. So that's a, that's a big step. And unfortunately, it's going to hurt a lot of people because there are a couple places down here that thrive because they have alligator wrestling still. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. What's did do they like allude to what the thought process was? Is it just like going on this wave of it's animal cruelty and just trying to shut it all down? Pretty much. Um, I mean, and there's there is ways to do shows that you. I mean, I've been doing this for God about ten years now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's facilities that have been doing it long before that. There's ways to do shows to make it look like you're one, either not hurting the animal or two, you don't even need to be on the animal. Now it's mm-hmm. not really alligator wrestling anymore, but you can still do a show without actually having to make it look like you're hurting the animal or getting on the animal or anything like that. So they're going to have to figure a way around that um, or to do that, I should say, um, because of all these so-called issues that are now coming, coming up. Um, but as of or as for the, you know, if it is really animal activists or harming the animals or whatever the concern may be, I don't really know because I don't work for those facilities anymore. So mm-hmm, I couldn't right. really tell you the juicy details that they would know. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking to um, Ryan over at Zoo Miami, and he was saying that uh, he's been watching some of the other people that are doing, you know, alligator wrestling and, and those sort of programs. And there's been sort of a shift over the last couple of years to kind of make them more, not like uh, informational, but like trying to demonstrate how smart the alligators are and, and trying to sh- show that they can learn different habits, their name and all that sort of stuff. And there's this big draw for those sort of things. And people are like, you know, moving away from the like brute strength uh, aspect of alligator wrestling and moving more towards the, like, you know, uh, not, I don't know, way training aspect. Training, of it. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's very true. Um, that's actually something me and Ryan used to do a very long time ago at the place I learned how to wrestle and he did too when he used to do it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we used to try and work and train the alligators there, but we were very limited on what we could do at that facility, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, because that was, that's a whole other story, but um, <laughs> we were limited <laughs> on what we could do, unfortunately. So we weren't able to continue to experiment with things. And, you know, like I said, this was like 10 years ago. We were both still kind of young at that point. Yeah. Um, you know, there's so much we could have probably passed by now if we would have continued it, but we haven't had the chance to. Um, now, every time I go to a new facility, because I have a problem where I like to go to facilities, learn what I can from that facility, and then move on to the next facility. I don't like to stay at a place for too long because I want to continue to learn as I grow. So I don't ever really stay at a place long enough to work with animals for, you know, an extended period of time in order to do those training shows and stuff like that. But other places that I know that have friends that they run, um, you know, they, they do that stuff phenomenally and I, I can't complain about it because it's really cool it's really interesting and it does change the way people think about alligators because it's like hey these alligators are actually smart they're not just you know wanting to kill and eat people which is not true at all but it shows them a whole other side of them that they don't even know exists yeah yeah that's one of the things we were talking about with with ryan is like you you start to flip the switch of oh it's just a big man-eating monster yeah. you know that's 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 almost sole purpose in life is to just kill, kill. 
yeah. and then get them to be like, oh, you can train them to do things. You know, like we were saying, like when we had gone to, to Gatorland and like Savannah, like called out to a gator that was like in the middle of this massive pond and specifically that gator came to her. None of the other gators moved. We were both like, what the hell? Yeah. Like you can get them to do that. That's amazing. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's it's kind of like the stuff that you're doing with, with Chomper, and how's how's the training going with him? Um, training's going good with him. Um, he uh, he's unfortunately I just moved him back into the 55 gallon tank because I'm having some issues outside. I'm building new crocodile enclosures, like I said earlier. And, yeah. Because um, I, I might be actually getting in uh, here shortly a pair, a baby pair of uh, spectacle caimans. Ooh. So. Yeah, so uh, I'm uh, trying to build new enclosures, move some stuff around. I just actually put Carnage, the uh, crocodile, with Charmander, the American alligator. I put them together. I built a lid over that enclosure so Carnage can't jump up out because he, or she, I should say, likes to jump. Um, yeah, but Chomper's doing pretty good. Um Summer, summer's also starting to train with him a little bit. We just actually just fed them uh, frog. Cool. He has some some prime uh, frog legs for dinner. Hey, <laughs> I've had frog's legs before and it was delicious. I've yeah. actually never had them. Really? Yeah. I went to a Brazilian restaurant and they had it on the menu and I was like, I can't not try it because I I feel like people feel some sort of way about it. And I'm like, it's food. I mean, as long as it was it's killed food, humanely, yeah. I mean, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's food. But you don't know that. Yeah, that's true. You don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> so, growing up, you you said your sister had you know venomous snakes, and you kind of got to see that sort of stuff firsthand. Was there any species that she kept where it was just like, man, those things are the like really just captivated your attention? Was it like rattlesnakes for you right off the bat, or was was it like cobras or? Well, honestly, the uh, the two so. From when I, I was, I want to say, maybe somewhere between seven and nine is when she got her venomous permit. Mm-hmm. I was seven to nine. Um, the three snakes I remember that she had, which I know she had more than this, but the three that, the only three I can remember now, I should say, um, was a Gaboon Viper, uh, two baby Western Diamondback Rattlesnakes, Mm-hmm. And uh, a Theris hispida, the hairy bush vipers. Mm. Yes. So it's kind of funny, but so I, I the rattlesnakes intrigued me because they were the most annoying thing. First off, because yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep. laughs> anytime anybody walked anywhere in that house, all you heard was those little tiny buzzers going crazy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so it definitely they pulled my attention for that aspect when I was younger. Uh, the Gaboon Viper totally tripped me out when I was a little kid. Cause I'd never seen anything like that before. Yeah. Um, and then watching her feed these things too was like dumbfounding. Even though my mom found out I was watching and I was never allowed in that room again when she was feeding. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, I mean, I would say the rattlesnakes definitely pulled my attention um, just because I was so fascinated by what they were doing with their tail when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I got back into animals, um, rattlesnakes, you know, cause we have them here down here in Florida and everything, um, is the first thing I started working with again. So it kind of, again, pulled my attention to them particularly. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I can totally understand why your mom might freak out a little bit. When I, the first time I saw a Gaboon Viper eat in person and how fast they strike, I was like, People have no – if you haven't experienced it in person, it's hard to describe how fast they move. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because people are like, oh, it's just a slug. They're just like this big, fat, you know, lazy <laughs> viper. And I'm like, yeah, but when yeah. they need to move, they freaking oh, yeah. move. They move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean any 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 of those bad boys in the Bittis family, they, they always they, – like even – you could feed them 3,000 times, but every time they strike at that food, you will jump. Guaranteed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. Because they're so fast, and you never know when they're going to do it. You can't tell. Never. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like some say, you can see them like winding up for it, getting all ready. It's like, no, Kaboom Viper is just sitting there, and then boom, and it's then, on the food. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's 
I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's funny because a lot of people uh, who get into venomous snakes, like gaboons are like their dream species. And, you know, if you get a baby gaboon viper, you know, it's very – it's easy to manage if you're using the proper tools. And when they get to yeah. full size, when they get to adult size, they're a big viper, like a really big viper. You know, every yeah. every bit as big as a good-sized blood python. And if you're thinking mm-hmm. about, you know, a 15- or 20-pound snake on a pair of hooks, it's it's not super easy. Yeah. No. No, not at all. Uh, I um, think that's something that's, that people just need to take into consideration. Mm-hmm. That's something, too, though. I mean, so my gaboon viper uh, – so I found – my the other day i found my very first because uh, down here in florida we have permits for everything so i found my very first venomous permit because i guess i had saved it and i didn't remember i saved it and i found it buried in a binder somewhere the other day that's, cool. <laughs> that's so awesome I've, I've had my venomous permit now for seven years here in florida okay that's so awesome. i've kept cool. venomous snakes legally for seven years <laughs> 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 um now i bought my uh, Kaboon Viper, literally, I want to say she was the second batch of snakes I bought only less than a month after I got my permit. So I've had her for almost seven years now, and she's still not full grown. Yeah. And I feed her almost every two weeks. Mm-hmm. If not every two weeks, every three weeks, which is still a lot for a Kaboon Viper because, you know, they usually only eat about maybe, maybe once a month in the wild. Yeah. Right. Um, but. Yeah, so she's not even full grown. So it does take time for them to get from those tiny little death worms up to <laughs> something you know, significant. Yeah, yeah, up to something big. So you're gonna have that time to learn with that snake, understand that snake, either realize that you are a good handler or a bad handler because of the temperament of the snake as well. So there's a lot of factors that will come in with that over time. On top of that, hundred percent. When we went to the Hamburg, Pennsylvania reptile show the last time I went. There was a guy who had a bit, like probably a five and a half foot gaboon, like a giant gaboon on his table for 500 bucks. And on the top, he had just written, we'll only eat live. And I was like, ugh, that sounds like something I would never, ever want. Yeah. No. 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 Any, which is weird because they're some of the easiest snakes to get to frozen thawed too. So Yeah. I'm willing to bet he just never know. tried, or he just liked watching it, you know, grab it. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Ugh. Probably. Sick bastards. <laughs> it is what it is, man. <laughs> like, I was just I, – I took a picture. Emily put her hand on the top of the tub to take a picture just of how big its head was because its head was easily bigger than her hand. And oh, I'm just man. thinking, like, if someone saw that for 500 bucks, they're like, yeah, 500 bucks isn't that much, and then they buy it. Like, if they don't have – if they didn't have the opportunity to raise that thing, that is, like – that's a significant size viper. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah, that that's the kind that if they bite your hand, their their fangs will actually go, go all right out the other side through your hand. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Haley, you don't have Ugh. to really worry about envenomation at that point. If it's going straight through. <laughs> oh, that just made me pucker just a little. Just, just a little. <laughs> oh, oh man. Oh my Ugh. god. So oh, come on, Rob. You got a, you got your face all pierced up. What's what's not something else? You know. Uh, uh, yeah, but right through the hand, right though. The there's hand. some bones. Uh, there's uh. some bones in the way. Oh, terrible. That's that's rough. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So I want to know how how are the uh, the kings doing? Ooh. Um, the kings. <laughs> the little baby male is actually staring at me right now. Uh, <laughs> he's got his. Well, he's on my desk. Um, along with my blue and Solaris and my uh, what do you call it? My new mangrove uh, pit viper. Mm. Um, and then the big king is behind me in a very big uh, vision cage. All right, we're good. We're All good? right, yeah. yeah so yeah, you got that big king in a big ass vision cage. Yeah, um, I got him to eat. So far, he's eaten two uh, red-tailed green rat snakes for me. Not um, the Ganyasoma! <laughs> no! <laughs> one one was a silver phase. It was kind of pretty. Oh. It was a big male, but I need him to eat. So, unfortunately, he had to get fed. Um, I do have one more left. Um, 
I bought three of them, but I'm trying to get him to eat a ball python, and he will not eat a ball python. That's right. Uh, That's right. I know. It but knows. I'm to get him off of... <laughs> He's got good taste. <laughs> he does. Uh, he actually... Okay, so... And I hope you guys don't get offended by this. I'm just trying to get him off of something native and something that I can feed him more often easily but so yeah so this ball python is given to me is a spider ball python oh um, <laughs> oh offended <laughs> oh so, it wobbles the whole way down oh it's like uh twisty spaghetti yeah it's uh he's actually the wobble on him is not bad at all oh i i, I know god <laughs> you anyway, should have just played just... into it damn <laughs> so i put this ball python in a pillowcase with a red tail green rat for mm-hmm. about an hour and a half yeah tied them up nice and tight so you know they had to crawl over each other and you this get and the that. smells yeah yeah so then i took the ball python put him in the cage cage shot out of his hide bit the ball python but then let go mm. it's weird they normally don't do that yeah, they yeah. Usually, yeah usually they bite and hang on till that animal or snake dies. Mm-hmm. So then he bit the ball python, then he kept looking at it, kept looking at it, like he wanted to go after it, but then never did. He'd get really close, he'd smell him, back up again, go back in his hide, come back out like he was going to eat it again. Okay, so long story short, this is three days ago. This ball python is still alive. Wow. Sheesh. <laughs> I wonder if and it was just a drive-by, if he just like bit it and he was like, whoa, this doesn't um, taste good. Well, let me, I'll, I'll send you guys a picture of what this bite looked like. It was not a dry bite. Oh, man. Oh. It was not a dry bite at all. This ball python had a welt on him the size of, if you took a ping pong ball, cut it in half, and put it on the side of a ball wow. python, wow. that's what it would look like. That's crazy. All right, Jeremy, I just sent you that picture on your phone All right. so you can look at it right now. Let's see. Let's see. Bum, bum, bum. It, hasn't, it hasn't come in yet, but that's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll give it a sec. Okay. So, but yeah, so he oh, there it is. There it is. It just later. showed up. Whew. Damn. Ouch. <laughs> oh, holy crap. That's beefy. And it's it's down now. He, you can still see a little little inflammation there on the side of him, but he's he's still alive. He's back in the cage with the red tail green rat. Damn. Wow. You know what that means? Now you're stuck with a ball python. Now he's immune. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I, have to, I, I have to keep him. And he eats great for me. He's frozen thawed, so. That's right. <laughs> That's a plug for the spider ball. People get fucked. They're, they're <laughs> <laughs> They're King Cobra proof. What now? Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That the spider balls are King Cobra proof. Fact. Will Nace has proven it. Little did he know this was an experiment for nerd to uh, go to the validity of the morph. Right. <laughs> oh, oh man. But as for the baby king, baby king's doing great too. Um, I had him out yesterday. I was kind of interacting with him a little bit to get him used to me. Um, got him eating frozen thawed brown rolls now. And then the third one, the third one went to my sister's. My sister's going to raise up that king for me. That's cool. Um, mostly because she really wanted to raise a king up. She's never done mm. it. And secondly, because it's one less thing I have to worry about here. For <laughs> <No>, real. <laughs> That's awesome, though. I'm sure she was excited about that. Yeah, yeah. She's really happy about it. I gave her the bigger of the two babies, so. Cool. Man. So frozen thawed brown and knolls. I mean, that's that's certainly a not typical food item for a king cobra. No, no, it's not. But so when they're babies, they will eat geckos and stuff like that out mm-hmm. in the wild. So that's the best thing to try and get them started on. Um, now these two babies were captive born. They were not wild caught snakes. Mm. Uh, so they were given to a very good friend of mine uh, that lives up in Tallahassee. Um, and I just gave him a baby alligator not too long before that. Mm-hmm. And he pretty much called me. He's like, Hey dude, he's like, I got these three baby Kings for free. Um, I, I long story short, I thought he was just going to give me one, but he ended up, he ended up, one of them died, but he ended up giving me the other two. He's like, I don't want them. He's like, they're for you. So he 
raised them up for me. He got them both eating comfortably, um, eating regular house geckos. Uh, so then I had to do a transport job, transporting a bunch of alligators out of the state of Florida. Uh, and I stopped by his place and picked these two babies up on the way back. Um, he gave me a 10 gallon tank full of, you know, house geckos with <laughs> him. Uh, got them home, uh, fed them both in a, a, a live house gecko. And then, you know, a couple of days later, I'm like, you know what? Let me throw two of these bad boys in the freezer. Let me see if they'll eat them frozen thawed. Sure enough. Stuck them in there. They bit them. I set them down. Came back ten minutes later. They were both gone. So I was like, Sweet. "Yeah, that's a nice, so and easy transition." Frozen thawed now. Yeah. So then I was like, "You know what? Let me go out and catch some anoles, and let me see if uh, you know they'll eat some anoles." So I did that the next time. Threw them in the freezer. Defrosted them. Put them in there. Gone. I was like, "Yes, thank God." So because I have anoles by the thousands all the time. <laughs> um, the house geckos are a little harder to find. Um, but yeah, so, and then now I'm transitioning, trying to get the smell of rats on the anoles and in the mouth and all that other fun stuff so they can get used to the rat smell. Hmm. That's cool. quite the process for sure. But I mean, Hey, you saw it. That's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah. When do you try the, the rat burritos? When does that happen? Um, not going to lie. Not going to lie. I tried it already. <sighs> just, and it did no success. No success. I, so I took, I took, okay, so red tail green rat snakes are like candy to king cobras mm -hmm. in the wild. They absolutely love them. They will choose that over any mm -hmm. other snake. Um, so I took some shed off of one that I had just fed off, wrapped it up in a little pinky, and put it in there. Both the female, or both the little baby kings showed absolutely no interest Damn. in it at all. They were just like, uh, okay, when's my next lizard? Oof. That's rough. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. That's rough. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was a no go on that. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I might try it again later on in the future, but for right now, it ain't broke. Don't right fix now it. they're gonna stick to some lizards. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I can't bitch about that. Yeah. So, uh, when you were younger, you, did you do a lot of field herping for, for native venomous snakes or did you just like do an alligators or? So where I lived growing up, um, I lived around a lot of like cow pastures mm -hmm. and stuff. Shocking. South Florida. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there, I didn't really need to go anywhere because there were so many snakes and stuff like that around my house. Yeah. Um, we could literally just go down the street or go to one of the many cow pastures around my house, um, and we could literally just hunt for whatever we wanted. Now, mostly we were looking for fishing spots, but <laughs> uh, when I was like a little, little kid, I mean, we used to catch um, – I didn't know the difference between water moccasins and water snakes when I was a little kid, but I knew that black racers were really fun to catch and chase and all that other stuff. So we used to always chase them and try and catch black racers and get bit all the time. Mm -hmm. um, I got bit <laughs> – one time I got bit in the webbing of my hoof, oh. and for the next three to four years, I did not want to touch a <laughs> my, my best friend growing up, uh, he used to always catch him after that. Uh, so I was like terrified. I was like, I don't want to get bit there again. I mean, I, I knew the chances were very slim, yeah. but. Hey, one, yeah, one was... good bite can sometimes set you back for a little while <laughs> if you're not ready for it. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very true, very true. <laughs> I literally had one of my Woma but, pythons um, bite me right between my pointer finger and my middle finger. I was holding it, and the thing just like looked down. I was like, oh, this smells good. Boom, and bit me right in the web of my finger. And I was like, oh, oh that's so unpleasant. Why would you do that? <laughs> yep. Oh, I don't terrible. think I've had any bites to the webbing of my finger. Thank <sighs> God. I'll claim that trophy. Oh, it, it hurts. <laughs> well, even okay, so I'm sure you've had one or two to the inside of your finger. Yes. Though, right? Okay, so it's just like that, but tender. Yeah, more tender. There's no, yeah. there's no like padding to protect you in there, so it's just like straight to. No. Ugh. It's bad. Yeah. No, I'll keep <laughs> my my webbing. finger webbing snake bite free for as long as possible. Thanks. Well, now that it's been put into the universe, this week oh. it's gonna happen. Oh. <laughs> hey, you know what? As long as it's either not that, by like either that or a monitor. Oh. 
I've had okay, no, no. I've had scratches like going between my fingers before, and like that's definitely sucked. Yeah. The, but the bite thing. Look, I'm okay if I get nailed in between the fingers as long as it's not from a blood python or an Amazon tree boa or anything or like that. Monitor. Or a croc monitor. <laughs> yeah, no, pass. Yeah, I feel like a croc monitor bite to the webbing is just gonna like take it off. Right off. <laughs> right off. Yeah. yeah it's like, off. why is his hand always stuck like that? <laughs> Croc monitors. You know, I, I got I, I was asked that question the other day. It was kind of funny. Ask what question? What? Why my hand doesn't open up all oh. the way? Uh. Yeah, no good. Yeah. I said, yeah. When I was a little kid, I got bit by this black racer in the webbing, and now my hand. Ah. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> uh. No, that was that was before they saw the scar in my arm. Yep. He's like, that's why I wear long sleeves, so I can fuck with people. <laughs> oh, yeah. All day long. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. No, my favorite is the ex-wife did it. Oof. <laughs> Oof. I mean, that is believable. Well, what happened to you, alligator bite? Nope. Yep. Damn. Way more dangerous than the alligators. That's true. Her name was Carol. Damn, oh, that bitch, that Carol Baskin. Baskin. Carol Baskin. <laughs> At least you lived to see another day. <laughs> uh, Jesus. So you've seen Tiger uh, King. <laughs> oh, God. So, are we really going to talk about We don't this? have to. No, we definitely don't have to. <laughs> no, no, I think we've talked talk about, about it with almost everybody, though, so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, okay, so who's who's almost everybody? Throw names at me here. Um, well, let's see. We, Scott Borden. We had no choice but to talk about it with Scott Borden because he, he started his interview by saying, hey, all you cool cats and kittens. And... Uh, <laughs> we were not prepared for that at all. Um, we didn't talk about it with Steve. We didn't. No, we I don't did think not. Steve's seen it. I probably not. He's too busy being stuck in a lab. Yeah. Uh, science. Science. Yeah. I. Science. science yeah. Is fun. Science is fun until you don't watch Tiger King, and then science isn't fun anymore. Uh, who else did we talk about it with? <laughs> uh, uh, talk about it with Ryan. We did talk about it with Ryan. I think a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so you guys both know that I work with big yeah. cats. Mm -hmm. Um so secretly Joe Exotic right, was so, your idol. We get it. It's okay. Um actually no. <laughs> I talked to Joe Exotic a lot. Wait, um, what? Back in the day. I haven't talked to him recently, but like I was full blown. I used to talk to him quite often. Usually through Facebook. So what you're saying um, is that he tried to make you the fifth husband. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> no. This is this is one time. Like when Travis, um, you know, killed himself. I, you know, I sent him my condolences yeah. and stuff like that. And like we, me and Summer didn't even finish the show yet. We only got, I think, about through halfway through episode four or oh whatever. My because like I don't even want to watch yeah. It anymore. Yeah, I know. But that's the thing. It's like so. I know. I mean, you guys know. I know Mario. Yeah. He's Coral's godfather. Mm -hmm. Um. Shit, my car when he pulls into the Bentley in episode two, the blue car that's behind him is my old car because that was filmed when I worked. Damn. There. Oh man. Um, yeah, that's that's my old Toyota Corolla. Damn. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I know Mario, um, Doc. I don't know Doc as well. I've talked to him here and there on social media, but don't actually know him. I've known Carol Baskin's a bitch from day one. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, and then Joe, yeah, Joe, I've talked to, you know, quite often in the past. Um, oh, God, my daughter's crying. Oh, no. Um, so, I don't know. It's, it's, they, the whole story started because they wanted to show how bad everything was in the cat industry. But, like, they didn't even technically scratch the surface. They talked about two main people out of hundreds of thousands of people yeah. that we have here in the U.S. that keep big yeah. cats. I mean, and unfortunately, it, it kills me to say this because I try to make it not so, but any – what's the best way I can word this without sounding like an asshole? Uh, any group of people in any animal mm -hmm. industry are the same exact fucking yeah. way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, I, there's a meme going around that's like, oh, when people are talking about how crazy the people are in the big cat community, and then it's like – but then when you're looking at the reptile community and it's just someone like shifting their eyes back and forth, yeah, like, ah, this is not all that different. Yeah. yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's like people will, and the venomous community is even worse. It's like the reptile community is like level one, and then you're going to fucking venomous. It's like level ten. It's like you think the people that talk shit about you in the regular reptile industry are bad. Wait until you put your foot in the door of the venomous community, because oh my yeah. god, pass. Are you yeah. saying that there's egos? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, and I, uh, that's what drives me absolutely. Yes. Can we connect? Oh, dude, absolutely. have you not fucking, fucking heard me? <laughs> Jesus. <Fuck. Yeah. laughs> I don't know if you bleeped. That okay, wait, you're... wait. So now I gotta know. Do you think Carol killed her husband? Oh, for sure. I thought that from the whole. Hundred percent. Kill baskets. Made the news. Yeah, and you're like, she did it. She did it. She did it. Hundred percent. Bro, if you, I guarantee, if you go back on my Facebook. However many years ago that mm-hmm. was, I know I shared his uh, kitty kitty video yes. on my fucking oh. Facebook when it happened. Oh, <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Oh, my God. It, it's yeah. it's just like it's so weird to me that uh, this is like blown up and become like a national thing, like a, a full blown national thing. Like people who have. Did you did you hear about Trump? I did. Yesterday? I did hear about that. And I watched it and I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't I don't know where this is gonna go. Yeah. Well, I saw something today. Uh, I don't remember what platform it was on, but I saw something today that Trump's like actually. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, so I started my Twitter back up and Trump. I followed Trump on Twitter for shits and giggles. He posts like every five minutes, and he had posted something about Joe Exotic and how he was thinking about getting him a pardon. Uh, pardon. Wow. Yeah. Sheesh. I was like, what? This, the, the world yeah. is not the world that it's just like a reality show. Like, there's no way. If if you had told me ten years ago that you know a re- reality TV star is going to be our president and he's going to be pardoning people based off of a Netflix documentary, I'd be like, what are you talking about right now? Yeah. Bro? It is pretty freaking insane. Yeah. My goodness. That is very true. Uh, uh, I don't even, I don't know. I Yeah. If it happens, though, damn. I'll, if he runs for president, I'm voting for him. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, I totally voted for him last time. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Make America exotic again. That's all yes. I'm saying. I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm here for it. Couldn't do the governor one. Yeah, but. yeah. But so you posted a video where you got to you were interacting with a, a lion that you had known for a while now. So how did you get introduced to that animal? So that lion is Simba. Uh, Simba is. I worked with Simba when he was much younger at Mario's facility, uh, Zoological Wildlife Foundation down yeah. in Miami. Um, I helped raise that cat from when he was about a hundred pounds on wow so um i didn't get to him when he was a full-blown baby i will not go in usually with big cats um unless i raise them from Mm -hmm. a baby because i don't know that animal enough to not you know what i mean it's like once they get past that hundred pound mark they they can kill you yeah so um you know, and like in the intro of my YouTube videos, like I'm in there with a, a, a lion or a tiger, excuse me, that's relatively about 100, 150 pounds. But that's Optimus, and I raised Optimus. Mm-hmm. So um, I raised him from the time he was literally born until what he was there. Um, so Simba, though, Simba uh, was at Mario's, and then um, he got sent to another facility that I also work at. Uh, well, not work out, but I help out a lot. My buddy owns in uh, Okeechobee in Florida. Mm. Um, and long story short, uh, he hates everybody at that facility except for me when I go there. Huh. So he gets so excited when I go there and all this other stuff. And the owner was like, listen, whenever you get property, he's yours if you want him. So I was like, yes, I would love to have him because he's an awesome cat. I'll never go in with him. I love lions more than I do love tigers. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, the fact that the owner was like, you know, I'm going to give him to you once you get your property because he absolutely loves you and hates everybody here. So I was like, hell Done. yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was really excited about that. Um, I'm happy that, you know, he's going to be able to come live with me and be a part of my family one day. So that's pretty cool. Um but yeah, so I've I've known him for 
four or five years now. Wow. Four or five years like that. Yeah. So I've known that line for quite some time. That's, That's really awesome. cool because I personally have yeah. never interacted with big cats and I don't really Same. have a super drive to do that. But I like when I see you interact, when I saw you interacting with him in that, in that video, I was like, that cat loves him. Like you can tell that it is very in tune <laughs> with your energy and like super duper yeah. about you. Yeah. Um, there, well, there was two of them actually. There was Abu and mm -hmm. Simba. Uh, Abu, they're both brothers. Abu was the dominant one mm -hmm. though. Um, Abu went to go to what's he went to a zoo. I can't remember the name of the zoo, but he went to a zoo because he joined the SSE SS. Wow, I cannot talk right now. The SSP program, so he could join the line to become a breeder yeah. man. Um, so he went off to go do that, which is kind of cool for him. He pretty much gets the whore around for a little while. <laughs> We um, all have our moments. Yeah, hey, it's yeah. 2020. Uh, so that was really cool that he he got to go do that. Um, but Simba, you know, Simba had to stay stay behind. Mm -hmm. So they were only looking for one. So they did get separated, which sucks because they've been together their whole lives. But uh, they just put a older uh, lioness in with Simba um, at the other facility. So I'm gonna go check them out later this week and go see how he's doing with that with his new uh, older lady friend. That's cool. Wait, is she a, a cougar? Ah. <laughs> ah. You know, I was going to say the joke. She's <laughs> Look, I'll need to make one dad joke every hour or I'll die, okay? Oof. Every hour. Oof. It, it, that might actually be true. It's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah, so Tiger King um, – yeah, I didn't even finish watching it, but I don't know. It was a whole roller it's coaster. It's more than I do big cats. Yeah, now. it's so I, when Rob and Emily were first telling me about it, I like hardly ever watch TV mm -hmm. like at all. Um, I don't yeah. either. Yeah, and uh, they're telling me about it. They're like, "Dude, just when you think it can't get any crazier, it does. It's it's ridiculous. You have to watch it. You have to watch it." So I remember I showed up to watch it at like. 10 o'clock yeah. or something and it was, I think it was, and eight. was like 8 o'clock because we, we finished it at like 3 a.m. oh yeah okay so like 8 o'clock and by 10 yep. I was like hooked yeah I was like okay this we have to watch this I watched the whole thing that <laughs> all night, in one all sitting. through to like 3 a.m. because oh, I was like God. it can't get any crazier <laughs> there's no way and they're like they had already watched it so they're like just, just wait. wait just it wait. gets worse and I'm like no way and then next thing I know, it's like 3 a.m. And I'm like, I'm not going to survive this day of work except for the amount of what the fuck energy from this show. Oh, yeah, man. it was pretty brutal. Yeah, it's funny because we were so I guess at the end of episode four, which, like I said earlier, we only got through half of episode four. And then we I was like, I'm done. I can't watch yeah. this anymore. Um, and a day or two later, we were at uh, Summer's uh, mom's house, my mother-in-law's house, uh, and her roommate, and they were talking about the show and this and that, and, uh, and uh, we told her that, you know, we stopped at, like, halfway through episode four, and she's like, oh, my God, you stopped right. Okay, so she's from Boston. Yeah. Uh, so she, she's actually the one that, uh, like, walked us through the airport and how to get to you guys. <laughs> but, um, so... She's like, oh my god, it got really good. You you gotta finish it. You gotta finish it. And I was, she was like, you guys stopped right before like some crazy shit happens. And I'm like, so what happens? Like, they talk about Travis killing himself or something. And she's like, freaks out. She's like, how do you know that if you haven't seen the show? And I was like, I I've I've known these yeah. people <laughs> yeah, right. for years right. now. Like, I know Travis killed himself. I you know I sent send Joe my condolences and all this other shit. She's like, oh. She's like, did you know it was on film though? And I was like. No, I, that I didn't know. But then she explained to me that it wasn't technically on film, on film yeah. but yeah, but like he, he was like underneath the camera and it filmed somebody else. The reaction, uh, yeah, when, when he shot yeah. himself, yeah. And I was like, oh, I was like, see that I did not yeah. know. That I had when no I idea. saw that, but, that uh, like, yeah. like I was so blown away. I was like, wow, yeah. But anyway, yeah, reptiles are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's amazing.
Got to change that depression. I yeah, agree. Very true. Very I true. I agree. So yeah, so I just traded my. Well, I didn't just do it. I did it a while ago. So I know I'm looking at it right now. You guys can't see it, which kind of sucks. But so I traded my horn sand viper yep. um, for this mangrove pit viper, bro. Oof. So it's the purple maculata, but it's the green face. Oh really? Oof. Yes. Ah. So. This thing, so all right, so the sand viper, the horn sand viper, uh, needed to be sent to a venom lab. It went to M toxins, mm-hmm. uh, and he sent me this dude as a trade. Damn, and I was like, Hell yeah, I'll take that. My sister picked it out for me. He at first he was trying to send me some kind of special phase western diamondbacks, and I said, Nope, get that, yeah. shit <laughs> but um, <laughs> I already have enough westerns, yeah, anymore. Um, so yeah, so he sent me this bad boy, and then I just posted a video. Uh, with this snake, and somebody messaged me on Instagram a couple of days, or like maybe yesterday, might have been yesterday. Uh, and the dude was like, "Hey, if that's a female, I have a male for you if you want." Ooh. And he sends me a bunch of this pictures of this beautiful male, same snake, wow. the purple yellow with the green face, and it was bigger. So it's like about I want to say it's about a year older. He said it was. Uh, he said it was a 19 or 18 baby. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, he sends me the pictures of the snake and video of it. And I'm like, cool. And I'm like, here's the hurtful part. How much do you want for it? And he goes, honestly, dude. He's like, I'm trying to get my foot in the door as a breeder and an importer. He's like, I'll send you the snake if you promote me. And I said, what? Hell, yeah. Wow. I said, excuse me? I said, you're going to send me this snake. I said, what is your 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 name? He's like, well, I don't have it. Um like his business, he's like, he has a business page on, on Facebook, but not on, um, you know, Instagram and all that other yeah. stuff yet. And I said, all right, well, when you, get it. when you get that all set up and everything like that, and you want to send me this thing, I will sit down on the phone with you. We'll figure some stuff out. I'll throw you out on YouTube. Uh, he's in Texas. So there's a lot of cool dudes in Texas. Um, but I was like, we'll sit down. I'll throw you up on YouTube. I'll throw you up on Instagram and all this other stuff. If you, he's like, yeah. He's like, just pay for the shipping of the snake. I said, done. Yep. Done. Let me know when you're ready yeah. to ship it. That's sweet. Because I don't know if mine's a male or a female, unfortunately. Um, but regardless, I mean, a free snake is a free snake, especially one that's this hard yeah, to come by. Yeah, for sure. That's hmm. dope, dude. That's pretty sweet. That's dope. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because we made the funny comment when you guys are at my house about how many free fucking snakes I get. <laughs> oh, man, that's so true. And here we so, go. All right, so the list has gone up. Ready? So I have the Fancy Pan Viper, yep. um, the, both the Baby yep. Kings, this Purple Maculatus is out. Now I'm also getting a second mm. one. I have the Puff Adder, uh, the Cane Break. Mm-hmm. The het albino eastern diamondback, the albino eastern di- or western diamondback, mm-hmm. the regular western diamondback. Actually, all three of my western diamondbacks. Sheesh. <laughs> um, what else? So is that like your whole damn three. collection? Um, <laughs> Jesus. So three. Actually, all four of my squams were free. Oh. Uh, my two albino monocle cobras were free. Wow. Dude, I, I gotta uh, get into hots, bro. If I can be yeah. getting shit for free, <laughs> holy crap. You know the only snake I got for well, free? It was a fucking leopard ball python. Ooh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. You're stuck with a well, spider okay, so... for a while. <laughs> so... <laughs> well, okay, so the albino... Cobras I got, they were given to me for some work I yeah. did um, from the same place that has Simba the mm-hmm. Lion. Uh, so I did I did a bunch of work for him, so he gave me that pair. Um, what else? The Puff Adder and the other Cambrake rattlesnake, the, the newer one, uh, came from Joseph Halkey. Yep. Uh, Joe's known me since I was since my sister got into venomous because they were very good friends when they got, she got into mm-hmm. venomous. So for over ten years now, so Joe kind of just gives me stuff every now That's and then. That's cool. I just got um, a crazy which, Amazon way, tree boa from Joe. Came in today. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah, I know. I saw you post those pictures. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've known Joe since I was about fifteen too. It's pretty crazy. 
Yeah. Okay, so yeah, because, yeah, I mean, he's been doing this shit forever. Yeah. Um, by the way, I sexed that other Cambridge, so I have two females, Ooh. so I need a male. Oh. I need a male. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's see. The, the Squams, all four of the Squams, the green one came from my sister. She produced it, and the red, the yellow, and the purple all came from the same guy I got the Cobra from, where Simba is. <laughs> Uh, the King Cobras came from my buddy up in Tallahassee, Purple Montealatus, you guys just know that mm-hmm. one. Uh, and the Fancy Pan came from Justin Vanilla Ice Pilla Ingolata. <laughs> Today is his birthday, but he gave me that motherfucker. <laughs> Hell yeah. Damn. Boom. How's his hand healing up? I think that was everybody. Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, the His hand is good, actually. Really That's good. That's good. The, albino western diamondback and the het albino eastern diamondback came from mario that's cool himself he bought me those snakes and gave them to me for absolutely nothing and then the regular smaller western diamondback uh came from a fan in texas that's cool yeah some dude's like, hey, I sent you a rattlesnake. It'll be at Delta. Go pick it up. What? <laughs> Sheesh. Man, let me find out. I, damn. I wish people in Arizona would do that, because that's what I do. Yeah. Need. Oh, man. I want free shit. <laughs> do you want me to send you a shirt? <sighs> Your, He's your like, I want a rattlesnake, damn it. Your white t-shirts that'll get stained by retic spraying No, poo? bro. I have a whole line of merchandise. Oh, yeah. oh really? And we don't have oh. it yet? <laughs> oh, but wait. There's okay. more. I started putting my photography on shirts. Hell yeah. Shit. I'm about that. So what you're saying is we're all yeah. going to get shirts with Kevin's face and Lilith on them? So we can all be little <laughs> no, Kevin I, zombies? I, I, didn't do, I did not... I did not do it. <laughs> I thought about putting Lilith on the shirt, but I felt it wasn't right because it's not my snake. All right, good, because Donnie would probably kick your ass. He'd be sad. He'd be, well, how does he say? He's, he'd be upsetty spaghetti. Yeah. Oh, oh God. He said that to me yesterday on the phone, and I was like, bro, don't. Oh, really? I was like, gosh. what are you, a 13-year-old girl? Come on. Upsetty uh, <laughs> spaghetti. Oh, boy. Oh boy! Yeah, no. I, I started a whole merch line, got that rolling. Already sold like two hundred dollars worth of stuff, and it hasn't even. Boom! Been That's yet. awesome, dude. That's sweet. Yeah, we'll take some free yeah. shit, bro. <laughs> right. So. I'm just gonna send like a random box to get up there. I'm gonna send everything that's gonna say marked Jeremy as long as we white yes. shirt. Oh, yes. Don't do that. Yes. Don't do that. No, what you dude, what you gotta do is send a double XL just for Donnie. For Donnie. Yes, double XL white shirt for Donnie, and he'll cry. <laughs> it's true. It's He's true. like fat people don't look good at white shirts. Yeah, and I don't wear two XL anymore. <laughs> oh no no no! I'll send him. I'll send him a pair of leggings because I even. Oh yes. So wait, wait. Uh, have you? Are you putting them as just like posted as just like oh this is a shirt or are you having people model them? Because there's there's a huge opportunity no, on Instagram for that I, man. No, no, I did that. Um, <laughs> I did it on Teespring. Okay. Um, so, like, I can order samples, which I just ordered some of them because I want to see what they mm-hmm. look like. But, um, uh, unfortunately, we have to pay for our samples on Teespring. Yeah. Um, but I ordered some of the photography ones and stuff because I want to see, like, what they actually yeah. look like. Because um, a lot of work went into <laughs> putting that right, on Right, right. Um, so, I'm super excited for when that gets here because then I can be like, all right, cool. Hey, if you guys like this, boom, you know, I'll post it up on my Instagram or something Hell too. Yeah, that's dope. So, I started I started with a yellow squam um, and also a female white lip tree viper. Damn. So, I started with those. If those turn out good when they get here, which, of course, because of COVID 19, everything is so, on a fucking standstill. Yeah. So, um, I had another one of my patrons that actually said that they ordered shirts right when I first dropped the merch line and they still haven't gotten them. So I don't know when I'm going to get oh, my man. stuff, but when I do, I'll be posting it up and be like, okay, this is cool. Or if you don't see any posts from it ever, it was there. a limited time run. They're limited edition. And if you got one cool and they're collector's items, right, right. Exactly. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> you gotta know how to spend it, man. You just gotta know how That's to spend true. it. That's true. That is true. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> I'll just stick to words like you guys and logos. There you go. Well, honestly, and I, I put the first two things I did was my rattlesnake logo and the croc mm -hmm. logo. Um, and I sold almost no croc logo shirts. Everything I sold was the rattlesnake logo, and I was done. Really? I figured for sure people were going to buy the croc yeah. one. Nope. Everybody, the first nine shirts I sold were all rattlesnake logo really? shirts. Damn. Hmm. Yeah. Branding. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, dude. Yep, got to stay on brand. But Yeah, but I mean, that's what people know me for mostly is rattlesnakes, so it makes sense. It is true. It's because you're just so damn popular. And tall. No, and tall, just, yeah. And tall. and tall. That's a thing. Yeah, how, <laughs> how is it being like 6'7"? Um, well, I have a sliding glass door in the back that 6'7". <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Next to me, compared to me, you you are six seven, so it's fine. No, no, I'm six I'll ten. Say he's six ten. It's try. fine. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> You're like, okay. So put yeah. it this way: all of your doors in nerd, yeah. I have to duck through. Oof. Except for I think the one coming. Yeah, the stairs. Staircase. That one's taller. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one's taller for sure. But every other one. Damn. So here's the real question. How tall is Coral going to be? So, okay. So, you know, there's like this mathematical problem you can do to figure out how tall someone's going to be. So, Summer absolutely sucks at math. Oh, damn. So Shots fired. <laughs> and I came up with 6'3". Okay. She's going to be taller so than we'll me. we'll see. Same. She's going to be fucking... <laughs> bro, she's... Okay, she's already... She's only seven, 16 months. She's 16 months. She's bigger than a two-year-old. Wow. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. That's how I feel like with my nephew. My nephew is just about to turn six years old, and he's already like almost up to my shoulder. I'm like, how are – what? You're taller than like 10-year-olds. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kids, bro. They're, they're growing too fast now. Hormones. Just, just wait, man. You're going to blink, and pretty soon she's going to be driving. Oof. <laughs> Stop, Rob. Oh, Here's God. the real question: Is she gonna follow in your footsteps and and work with venomous snakes? I don't know. Um, I'm gonna support her no matter what she does. Um, I mean, if she wants to work with sharks, if she if she wants to work with any animals, I'll be happy. Um, you know, Summer likes hoofstock more than anything. If she wants to follow Summer's footsteps, I'll be happy with that too. I don't care. If she works with animals, I mean, I'll be happy whatever she does, but if she works with animals, I will be thrilled. She's going to be um, a world-class so butterfly know. enthusiast. I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Insects are still cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. Could, could you imagine giant Vietnamese centipedes with wings? No! 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 Absolutely not, and I can't believe you fucking even made that happen in my brain! Shit! <laughs> I'm... See, I know how to take a very nice thing really quickly and turn it into something with no oh. oh my god. Like a, a butterfly to a fly Vietnamese. I, I just had to, like, adjust my myself in my seat a few times. Like, ah, uh, I'm uncomfortable. He felt it on his leg is what he said. I, I did. I did. Shit. Now I'm, like, looking up in the air, like, making sure nothing's coming down. Look, look, their, their bite isn't that You yeah, shut bad. up. He's Just like compared to the up. king cobra. It's not that. Ah, I, uh, I, no. I mean, listen, if, if if a spider ball python that was probably created by you, Jeremy, when you were <laughs> yeah, yeah, could can withstand a king cobra bite, you can withstand a Vietnamese listen, bite. Listen, we all know my balls are strong. All right, that's, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. He's got balls of but, steel. <laughs> A platinum. Oh I boy. Mean, oh boy. <laughs> okay, but see, see, here's another scary thought. You can either picture him with butterfly wings or dragonfly wings. Ooh, Ooh. I want like six pairs of dragonfly wings on them. Because can you imagine how fast oh those things can fly? Ah! ah! <laughs> no! <laughs> Shit! Stop! Both of you, stop! I'm no longer happy about this interview. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> So, so Will, moving from scary flying yes. things, oh, please. let's talk about something that's a little bit less terrifying. How are, are your and Summer's uh, foxes? How are they doing? 
They're doing good. Uh, we just recently okay. So first off, uh, you know we had the we had yep. the baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ended up naming him Loki. No, in any way, shape, or form re- related to the Marvel movies because Summer doesn't watch movies. Um, she doesn't know anything about gods from other things or anything like that. So she wanted to name him Loki. The foxes are her animal. They tell her whatever she wants. She said Loki. I said, actually, I really like that one. She's like, oh, why? And I said, because Loki is perfect for a fox because that is literally the god of, like, mischief and, you know, yeah, trickery. Right. And she's like, oh, she's like, really, of what? And I'm like, okay, well, you know who Thor is, right? And she's like, uh, he's like the lord of thunder, god of thunder yeah. or something like that. I'm like, yes. I'm like, okay, so Loki is Thor's brother. And she's like, oh, no shit. So it was kind of perfect. It worked out. Um, but we actually ended up, uh, the male uh, swiper ended up getting really skinny and freaked us out a little bit. So uh, we ended up taking a fecal sample to my buddy Jeremy. Uh, who is the one that owns the facility where Simba is, the lion mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and he did a fecal on them, and they had a couple different parasites and stuff. So we had to medicate them, but I just recently took another fecal back. Everything's gone. They're doing a lot better. And we also just two days ago pulled the baby fox so we can start, yeah, the kit, so we can start working with him. Um, and then this way, uh, he's a little bit more people friendly than the parents because both the parents we got at a much later age. Mm. So we were not able to unfortunately work with them as much as we wanted mm. to, um, because they were, uh, in fact, FWC surrenders and stuff. Right. So, um, but yeah, so we're gonna start working with the baby, um, pulled him out. Summer feels bad because he keeps calling to his mom, but I'm like, you gotta, it's going to hurt for a little bit, but you got to let him do it because he needs to be taken away from yeah. them so that we can start working with him. And we put a little litter box in there with mulch in it. So hopefully he starts using that. Um, and then uh, eventually uh, start, I'm going to start bringing him in the house. Like when I'm in here, my office working or something, I'm just have him in here with me. So he gets used to the house and I'll also build him a cage outside too. So, you know, he can go out there at night, but during the day he can be in here with, with us. So, that's so cool. Pretty cool. But yeah, they're doing they're doing good. Yeah, it blew my mind how quickly it grew. Cause like I feel like eh, we were just down there recently, and it was like you know little itty bitty, and you guys just had the little baby, and then now it's like oh my goodness, it's an actual fox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. His 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 red is coming through, a hundred percent. Summer gave him a little bath today, and he fluffed all up like you know the little cartoon animals, like they're all like they're nice little smooth cells, then they get like wet yeah, or like, something, they fluff up really yeah. big. Bro, that's a real thing. <laughs> that's awesome. She came out, she dried him off, she pulled the towel off him. I said, hey, we're playing beach ball. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, oh gosh. That's so amazing. Cool. Yeah. All right, so we're hitting that time. It's about that time. Where we're going to wrap it up. Uh, so what we do before we, we bring things to a close is uh, we always ask our guests one question. And... It's pro- oh yeah, yep, exactly. Uh, Coming from you two, that worries. That's all right. Bit. You'll be fine. If you can come up with fucking flying Vietnamese centipedes, centipedes yeah. from fucking nowhere, <laughs> I think you'll be okay with this. So the question is, what in the realm of reptile or a- exotic animal uh, has got you really, really excited? It doesn't necessarily need to be anything that you're working with. Um, it could be something that you've seen somebody else working with that you've just been like, damn, that's awesome. But what have you seen out there that's just got you like super stoked? To be a part of the, the industry? like what a- you Anything related to reptiles or exotics. So yeah. I, I, we've, well, we had like people doing training stuff that's really interesting oh, okay, and, or okay, like I a specific you. mutation or morph or like uh, someone brought in a new species. I mean, those green perps that you got, those mm-hmm. are pretty cool. But, like, and anything like that. Okay, well, uh, I mean, as you guys both know, I love to talk. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, to me, I want to photograph reptiles in a way that will also help change people's minds and perspectives about them. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I take a snake that is relatively deadly and I can get it to have an awesome picture 
to where it doesn't look as crazy deadly or something like that to change the mind of people about that particular snake or species or whatever. Um, that's something I like to do with reptiles. Um, so it, cause it, it kind of blows my mind when people are so afraid of reptiles when they know absolutely nothing about them, but yeah. that's usually why they're afraid mm-hmm. of them. So if I using photography or videography and change the mind of these people to break them of their fears and teach them about these reptiles, um, because it is probably the most feared animal altogether throughout the world. Um, that's what excites me about them. I'm with it. To be yeah, honest cool. with you, I, if, if, if that made any sense at all, it probably didn't. But I hope. It I, did. I get no, you. Yeah, I get you, man. Uh, <laughs> I get you. <laughs> like I don't know how to explain it, but like. That's Let's kinda... just say it made more sense than flying Vietnamese centipedes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. So if people want to okay. find out more about you, where should they go to find more of your content? Uh. YouTube and Instagram right now. I'm still trying to build up a Twitter thing. I'm still trying to figure that whole nonsense out. Don't worry. I don't know how to use Twitter um, either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't even know I had one until Summer told me I found your Twitter account on Google the other day. And I said, what? I didn't even know I had one. Apparently, I did wow. like six years ago. Yeah. So I found it. I somehow took me three days, but I logged back into it, and uh, here, here I am. Cool. Oh boy! So on on YouTube, getting tweets from John. <laughs> <laughs> on YouTube, you're Will Nace. On Instagram, you're Will underscore Nace. Will underscore Nace. Yeah. Awesome. So thank you very much for coming uh, out tonight and uh, doing this interview. Hopefully, yeah, we'll dude. have you on again sometime soon. Yeah, guys. Yeah, I mean, you know my phone number. You're always welcome. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> have a All nice right, night, dude. Man. Talk to you later. <laughs> All right, later, guys.